What's up? How you doing? Yo, what's the deal? <laughs> right now you're currently sitting in a car. Maybe you're sitting in your, where are the people sitting? They're sitting in, not in a movie theater. They're literally either sitting in a car or sitting in their bedroom. Yep. But either way, they're crying. Now, <laughs> um, well, you, you may not be crying, but we all understand that times are uh, slightly bleak right now and you need some hot entertainment or some, uh, some inspiration or some hot knowledge for your soupy brain. And that's what we're hopefully providing today. Um, Today we have a very, very good episode with a really good friend of ours, Thomas Bragg. Uh, I've known Thomas. uh, Well, Thomas Bragg is a co-creator of the channel Yes Theory on YouTube. Um, They have over, and I will uh, wait to say this, over 5 million subscribers. There's now, a slight pause. There's a slight pause for emphasis. Now, uh, I met I met those guys like three or four years ago, just super randomly on the street, and we became like best friends. I, we all lived in a house together in Venice, California. Um, I live in the garage, but we will keep that out of my, in my book, out of my book. I think we talked about that with uh, Tommy on the last podcast. Tommy oh. is the editor of Yes Theory. And we yeah. talked about the rats and the walls oh, in their garage when yeah. you guys all live together. So Continue. after you listen to this episode, go listen to the other one. It'll give more of a full circle of the information um, and the story. But no, this podcast is awesome. Thomas is really great. Even off podcasts, uh, him and I always have really, really good conversations. Um, he's super funny. Uh, uh, really smart, uh, really creative, and a great kisser. So anyway, so... Um, <laughs> I was just going to say he's attractive as well. <laughs> um, yeah, <clears throat> and we did this. Th- there are going to be a couple edits in this because we were recording it and we were not in our home turf. We went over to the Yes uh, their, the yes House, their Yes Theory office, and recorded it. And there was um, some people were flushing toilets and the pipes were rattling. and um, It was very odd. It was very odd and it was very random and it was very sporadic, but hey, you got to flush the toilet when you poop. And that was probably what was happening upstairs somewhere. Um, But yeah, no, this is a great episode. Thomas is awesome. Anything, anything else you can think of? No. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I hope everybody's safe and staying entertained. And if not, you're not entertained. uh, Well, if you're not safe, get entertained. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can, uh, you could be trapped in a closet when there's strangers inside your house and still listen to a podcast. It's fine. <laughs> right. You can be swimming around with gators and just pop your AirPods in and listen to a pod. Yeah, gators. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and uh, enjoy. Yeah, 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 yo, it's a, it's a show. Yo, it's a show. Listen to this show. Don't worry about doing anything else except listening to this show. Hello, hello, hello. No, I'm hearing you. Oh, yeah. I'm not hearing myself. All right, here we go. You're not hearing Why, yourself? Am I? Am I, am I yes, hearing myself? I think you are, but mine's a little quiet. We'll turn everybody up. Yeah, I don't think I'm hearing <coughs> myself very much. Oh, now I'm hearing myself. Are you there? Yeah. Better, I think. You have the loudest voice. Are we six feet apart? Um, according to the sign, we are. Yeah, Perfect. that sign is six feet wide, so we should be pretty good. Is this, it? Wow, I did, my perception is it's yeah, really all good. skewed then. Your, perspe- your perception is off a little bit. You know, yeah. how, you know how I know this is six feet apart? <laughs> Oh, Dakota's coughing. Are you coughing? Right now? <laughs> I, just cough, I, I have SARS, not the coronavirus. Oh. It's okay. I know it's six feet okay. apart because this is six <laughs> penis sizes across. Who's penis size? Well, my, the only one I've seen, which is mine and Thomas's. I thought you were going to say Thomas's. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, dude, I'm excited. I want to say we are not in our home turf. 
That is true. Okay. You're on a, what, what's it called when you play a game? Uh, it's an away, away game. It's an away game. It's That's an right. away game. It's an away game. I, I want to, am I in the frame, you think? Yeah. Or should I check? No, you're good. good. You're good. <laughs> you I want to. I want to be able to. Your legs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to lean back. Um, leaning back is, may not be an option. Put a pillow behind your back. Okay. This is the majority of our podcast is is getting figuring set out up. posture. Yeah. Is my sound good? Yeah, my sound looks good. Right? Yeah, and we edit it and everything. Tight. We'll make you sound like Voldemort. <laughs> okay. Um, Seriously, I'm I'm down. <laughs> uh, what's up, dude? How you doing? What's up? Feeling great. Are you? You know, actually. Maybe uh, there's more to it. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, but it's, um, it's just such a, I mean, I'm stating the obvious, but it's such a bizarre time to be alive. Like every time I have one moment a day where I look around and I'm like, am I dreaming? Like, how is this? How, how did nobody, <laughs> how is there nobody in a position of power that like planned, that had a plan for this, you know? Yeah. And so it's a little... Again, like I'm in such a, a fortunate position because like I haven't lost my job. I can pay my rent. I can continue to live my life relatively uh, similarly other than like obviously all travel and, and all the filming that we do is, is completely restricted. Um, but other than that, uh, personally, I haven't been affected too much, which um, which I'm very grateful for. And so we're just trying to do our best with Yes Theory to just help people in the community if we can. Um, and so we have an episode actually coming up this Sunday, which is, um, saving a, a small business from going bankrupt. So we just put out a call out in our community to see like, who's got a startup that just like is on the verge of, of collapse right now. Um, and we connected with these guys in, um, in Denmark, who've got like a small production company and every single commercial that they had scheduled, like they've been hustling for two years to like become legit. All of them got canceled. So yeah. now they just don't have any revenue coming in at all. And they had rented an office and bought gear. And one of them just had a kid. Like they were like investing, you know, to grow and scale. And now they have nothing. Um, so we actually hired them to do a Seek Discomfort commercial. Oh, that's dope. And wow. yeah, we're just trying to trying to do the best we How can. How did you find them? So we put out a call out in a, at the end of Living Rooms Got Talents, which was another uh, project that we did for yeah, that was during cool. the, the mm-hmm. coronavirus. Wait, wait, who won that one? It was the guy that... Was it, it multiple was, people that won? There was seven people won. But one of the guys that won was that he did like the Obstacle circuit course. around the, his apartment. The parkour. Dude, that was so dope. Dude, that went super viral. Yeah. Uh, it got, he, it, he when he first submitted that, he had a, I think under 100,000 followers on Instagram mm. and now he's got like 500,000 or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what was his name? Uh, Andri, I can't remember his last name. He's a Swiss skier. Okay. Um, so he does that kind of like, I guess, indoor training for like, okay. you know, yeah. stability and that's so balance. Dope. And yeah, and I, I saw after he did it, I saw somebody else did it too. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. Um, before we get too ahead of ourselves, yes. uh, when we have a guest on, we like to do a thing where we ask, hmm. um, will you take your shirt off? Now, no. no. <laughs> uh, uh, he was about to. Yeah, was, <laughs> we could. What are you saying? We could pop our shirts <laughs> off. Are we going to pop our shirts off right yeah. now? <laughs> um, uh, cut to us in like 30 minutes and we're completely <laughs> nude. We're Somebody 100%. walks in and we're all sitting here in our underwear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's an explanation. <laughs> yeah. um, no, this, we asked if you could have any superpower, mm. what would it be? Fly. Okay, really? I actually literally thought about this three days ago. <laughs> really? Wait, keep finish your question. So, and then we have a follow-up question. Okay. So why fly? Yeah. Why would you fly? To me, it's the ultimate freedom. Like the the idea, and ho- hopefully that includes how, however fast I want. But if I can literally walk out the door and fly to 
Tahiti, yeah, or Erwan, <laughs> fly wherever I want mm-hmm. and then come back, like go to Europe and see my family for a day and come back. Like that's just ultimate uh, access to the world, which to me is like the just the the dream. How fast do you fly? Hopefully as fast as, as I want. Dude, flying would be so fucking fun. Oh my God. Just to be a, later guys, I'm yeah. going to go to the grocery store real quick. And would you be the type of flyer that also is indestructible from, uh, you're, you're indestructible and you don't feel pain so you could fly through a ceiling? That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that extra But layer. you wouldn't want to break all your ceilings. But like that would break a lot of ceilings. If you're at somebody else's place, fuck their You ceiling. don't, yeah. That's true. Fuck but then ceiling. would you like, you'd never talk to them anymore. You fly away. You just have a carpenter, you know, connect that you call every time you break ceilings. See, that so goes you, into the follow-up question, which is... You have a Home Depot sponsor. Exactly. So the follow-up question... <laughs> no, it, wasn't, it had nothing to do with the Home Depot. Oh, didn't? Song. Okay, that was way off. <laughs> um, the follow-up question, if you could have a mediocre superpower... You would have a carpenter on standby at all times. Mm. So a mediocre, that is an example of a mediocre power. This one's a little bit more tricky, but it would be... What is that? What it, that would that be to you? Hmm. Besides the carpenter. And we can go if, if you want. Yeah, you guys tell me yours. So I have an example. Um, Ooh, I, I don't even know. Um, I would say my <clears throat> superpower would be ultimate strength. Mm. Okay. And I would use it completely selfishly. I wouldn't I wouldn't save anyone or help Good. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you um, use it? What do you mean? Selfish. What would you use it for? Just flexing. Like flexing like you're flexing? Yeah. Or like literally? Like literally my veins are coming out of my veins. You know what I mean? Like I'm super strong and shit as shit, you know? So you, well, you don't necessarily need to be a really strong guy. You just want to have big muscles. Oh, I could be super weak. Yeah. But I just have huge Like the guy muscles. on SpongeBob that has huge, like <laughs> he blows up his arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then my mediocre power would probably be, I could eat as much pasta as I want and I don't get flabby. Because mm. mm. pasta is the best. Mm. Or like tired. Tired or flabby, you just eat it and it does nothing to your body or your mental state, and then you're just good to go. Mm. And I could eat it all day long as much as I want with a dank pasta sauce. Continue. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. Any thoughts on that, Thomas? You know, I was really was not expecting the pasta, but it's it, it tells me a lot about the problems you're struggling with. <laughs> <laughs> I take my shirt off. Tired just, after pasta. Yeah, <laughs> I take my shirt off and I'm flabby. I have like six nipples. I'm like, what the hell? Um, all right. So to um, main superpower would probably be, uh, I would really like to fly, but I'm not going to say that. Um, try to come up with a unique one. Not ultimate strength either. Cause that's where that's taken. I really want to be able to run super, super fast. Like the little kid on the Incredibles. Um, I want to be, you, you, you can't have two. No, no, I'm not saying that's my thing. I want to be an incredible craftsman. I want to be able Dude. to make anything. I, I was I didn't like, know if that qualified as like a mediocre. I was gonna say if I could be good with building things that, mm. that I don't but I don't know if that's too good of a So I thought I, I, I looked at the coffee table and I, I thought I would want to be able to build that and I was like, Oh, that's probably mediocre. But I think on a big scale, like I could I could build this house in like two and a half weeks. Mm. I mean that that kind of level. By yourself? Because that's just like or with a team. Not necessarily. Then that's just like a guy. That's just like a foreman. You want to be a foreman. No, no. Well, <laughs> I want to have you like... You can pick any superpower. And, yeah, I want, <laughs> I want to be a foreman. I want to wear a hard hat and tell people what to do. <laughs> no, I don't want to necessarily be able to do it. That would be cool. But I just want to have the knowledge and be like, mm. all right, delegate. This is how we build a house, guys. I want to have a crew. You want to be an architectural college professor <laughs> at Stanford. <laughs> You're explaining yeah, something to, that a lot of people do. I want to skip the school. 
my mediocre power <laughs> would um, be able, I would be able to uh, use a hammer and nail like, <laughs> okay, okay. like no other. I mean, you could probably hack your first one by saying you have, you have all knowledge. You've just you absorbed go. all knowledge. So you know how to build, you know how to do, you know what I mean? Okay, so beyond building, just I know how to... Anything you want to know, you can just know it immediately. So I'm basically Any like language. Elon Musk... Yeah, and Elon Musk. Jeff Bezos put together in one. Yep, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, That's a good one. I have somebody, uh, I heard somewhere, would you rather fly at a walking pace or run uh, at the at lightning speed? A run at lightning speed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fly a walking... Um, walking pace is really slow for fly. That would be just be annoying. Yeah. yeah it would be, get annoying. It would be time. aggravating. Maybe like a jogging pace. I might I might choose that. That's like a guy in a dream that's running from a bad guy and you can't run fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? And there's a giant werewolf behind you or your uncle or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's what it would what? be like. You said uncle. Anyway, We'll go play on. it back. Um, edit, edit that out. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait. So what would your mediocre be? Mediocre... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 and these are kind of silly, right? Literally well, anything. Like, like you don't have to shave. I'll give you some examples. Oh, that would be a good one. Actually, not having to shave would be great. You just polish twenty four seven. Sleeping then, less would be good too, dude. Ooh, that's, a, that's a great Holy one. Shit, that's almost like super though. Almost, yeah. It's on the. It's somewhere in between. That's Imagine really not needing good. to sleep at all. I don't know if that would drive you crazy just while everyone else is like, do you really need to sleep? You know, like you, you'll kind of right. just get bored. Yeah. You get bored in the, in the wee hours of the night. Yeah, yeah. That would be really good. Do you have a set schedule when you sleep? I try to sleep like between like from like 11 until seven, I guess. Like, but typically um, I try to sleep between seven and eight. So mm-hmm. it kind of, then it just depends when, when I'm done with work and how much, how late I stayed up. But do you feel like this whole thing is thrown off your schedule? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be uh, like 10 to six or like, or like 10 30 to, to six. Dude, you used to, when we used to live at all the house, the house together, you used to wake up like b- before anyone and go surfing. Yeah. So I still, I can't surf now. Right. But yeah. if I, if it is a surf day and then I have to go to bed much earlier cause I wake up at between five thirty and six. Yeah. Do you drive um, up to Malibu to surf, or you? Yeah, Malibu or Manhattan Beach or or Venice depends on. I just kind of pull out the app and see like where it looks good, um, and then I I go for that. Where the best rip curls are. Exactly. That's dope. Have you been pitted yet? I have not. That's actually my biggest goal this year, which is being highly jeopardized with the current pandemic. What's pitted? Yeah. Oh, you when you're in a curl. Get pitted, bro. Oh, pitted. Now, now I get it. Now I understand. You no get explanation. Barreled. It's when you're Barreled. like you're you're in in like the the pocket of. Have you ever been completely. close? Huh. Um, I've definitely surfed waves that that that, that could have barreled, but yeah. I, I've never been in a wave that um, that properly did that. And uh, but I've been out on days where the, there were barrels like happening. I just uh, what happens? Like you back out before it starts barreling over you. So it's it's really tricky. Like I haven't fully dived into like how to do it, but because because there's so much pacing into it, because you you gotta basically control your speed so that you fall just mm. you know in just just where the 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 barrel is happening, but you also uh, can't go too slow because then you can just fall back and like get get completely swallowed by the wave. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a super fine balance. Um, so I'm looking forward to properly practicing that and fully understanding how I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, but it's kind of like for every surfer who kind of starts to get into it consistently, it's like the, 
the ultimate step to feeling like okay i'm i'm a surfer now like i can actually yeah. do this you know what i mean yeah um and uh yeah i mean i have i have my eyes on it this year um we had contacts with different wave pools you know like they have those like artificial mm -hmm. waves um so yeah i remember before this happened you were gonna you're planning something like that. yeah it was gonna be now, a video yeah but now we uh we can't so trying to just uh hope for the best and maybe at the who's second the, half of the year who's the guy uh casey slater's kelly slater kelly slater yeah casey's his brother yeah Sorry. It's his cousin. <laughs> he's dead though so <laughs> uh have you seen their documentary but it was his wave yeah. pool dude yeah it's pretty nice it's unreal he's dude. just such a competitive guy kelly slater <clears throat> And I met somebody, another pro surfer who surfed with him, uh, who said, yeah, he's just such a competitive guy. Mm -hmm. Like they met and he was kind of like a competitive surfer and he just was super weird to him. I don't know. He, he's just like there to win. and Like standoffish. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've also heard other things that he's like a great guy. And all he seemed that. nice in the doc, but that's a documentary, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, on Joe Rogan and he seemed like the, just the most down to earth. Well, yeah, think, but he probably is, you know, but if you meet him in a competitive setting, right. if you're another, yeah. you know, that I, I could see him yeah. like that, but I've also definitely heard that he's... Well, the documentary, what was it called? The... Have you oh, seen it? It's on H I think HBO. Yeah. Fuck. What it's about like how they it was come his, up. Dude, it, it's a crazy story. I don't want to get it too much, but it was a crazy story where they were all like misfits. His whole crew was misfits. And then one of the one of the moms of one of the kids got a house in Hawaii. I don't know where, I think Kauai maybe. Yeah. And it was right next to one of the best surfing spots like in the world. No, it's in front of Pipeline. So it's in the north shore of uh, Oahu. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, which is yeah. And it was like one of the most sought after spots to surf. Yeah. And all these young kids were living right there and they all became just best friends because they all lived in this one house together, just super rugged. The mom would take care of them. Um, and, and then the story goes like the, once they started getting better and started competing, then they started competing against one another. And then they all had falling out, falling outs. What's falling outs? Continue. And then they, uh, and then the kind of triumph story of how they became friends again. And it was dope. It is a really fascinating story. Just how they all basically, basically all the top surfers in the world all live together. All live together in the same house. Yeah. So we're, all those original friends. kids are huge now. Huge, huge. surfers. They're yeah. the best well, surfers in the world. Yeah. Because so, so what happened, pipeline is, con is considered the, the best wave in the world. It's the, the, the most iconic wave, like most famous surf photos that you see, like a lot of them are of that wave. Yeah, I've been there. Um, I've not, you've, see, you've seen me in photos. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, we'll uh, it's also, I think, the, the deadliest wave in the world because it's extremely shallow mm -hmm. reef right yeah, in front yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, so if you crash and you get stuck, um, like so many people have died. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so when, when you grow up in front of it and you go out and you're surfing one of the most challenging waves in the world as like, that's your home turf. It's really hard to compete against against that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you grow up somewhere else and you get big waves once in a while, um, you just can't compete against the guys who are just surfing those waves all the time. Yeah, every I, nobody can compete against me. Anyway, so... <laughs> are um, those the ones that you get pulled by a jet ski to go into it or are they not Pipeline, no, but some... Uh, so jet ski is more because uh, you usually need them because the waves is, is kind of further out. Um, like you can't really paddle oh. out to it. Um, and then there's some that are so big, like Nazare in, in Portugal. Those are like, oh, yeah. can go up to freaking 80 feet. And those ones, you need someone to pull you in because you can't get the speed fast enough to actually right. catch the wave. Yeah. So some people have half paddled into it, but it's, it's a whole other beast to do that. Yeah. Surfing is one of the things where it's so, it's like a balance between, it, it makes you very mindful. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you're a very mindful guy. You meditate <laughs> was, a lot, right? Yeah. 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 I'm on like an... 90 day streak almost now. Nice. Which is good. How often you, how long do you meditate for? 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm. Dude, it helps so much. It does. I do it almost every day. And there's times like throughout my day when I'll experience something and yeah. I'm like, oh, I normally should be mad right now or frustrated or, yeah. or anxious, but yeah. I'm not. For be- sure. Because of the meditation. Yeah. Right? For me, it comes and goes. Uh, it's like um, some, some periods I'll feel very connected to my meditation and I feel really present even throughout the day I feel amazing and then sometimes like when a series of just things completely just threw me off over like a series of weeks I kind of have a harder time and I, I definitely find myself just like I close my eyes and I'm trying to meditate but I'm just thinking the whole time oh 100% mm-hmm. and, and kind of what I've come to terms with the past few months is the key is not to judge when that happens uh, which is a very counterintuitive thing like you think you're supposed to go into it and just you know, perfectly think about your, just focus on your breath and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once in a while, like uh, a huge part of the, the goal is just to sit with it mm-hmm. and be present and not judge what's happening. Yeah. Like this morning, my brain was just being so loud and I had all these just crazy thoughts. And when I opened my eyes, I was like, wow, that's, I was trying to detach myself from that and just realize what my brain is being mm-hmm. really loud, but that's not me. Um, and you use Headspace, mm-hmm. which you guys are working, Doing a thing with head, yeah. With head. Can we yeah, talk the about podcast. That? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you guys announced it yet? We haven't fully announced it, but we've like hinted at it. Yeah. Um, this is an exclusive. This is an exclusive. So Headspace has been like working on uh, podcasts for a little while now, and uh, we became one of the first ones that they that they're producing. And um, every single podcast is going to have a specific theme. Um, oh, they're actually producing podcasts. Yeah. They're pro- so they're producing a Yes Theory podcast. Yeah. 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 A Yes Theory or like the Yes Theory series of podcasts. So they're producing a Yes Theory podcast and they're also producing a bunch of others. Um, they're producing, I think, five in total as a start. For you guys? And No, no, just uh, in general like oh, as I a see. company. Yeah, and, and we're one of the podcasts. Um, and the goal is, I mean, at the essence, it's like self-improvement. It's like yep, Yes Theory with more depth in terms of like under, like really diving deep into the experience and to understand it. Um, and so... Um, yeah, if the way we see it is like if the if the videos are the experience, the the podcasts are the reflections and the learning lessons, and like uh, really going into the details of things. So it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be like different topics, so like physical discomfort, meditation, ego, whatever. And each one we have matched like an incredible guest to each one. And then mm. the the we had a two hour conversation, but it's gonna be very condensed into like a just 20 minute of conversation and the rest of it is going to be like anecdotes from videos, sound bites of things people haven't heard before. Um, just kind of grounded in more in reality. Um, so it'll be very visual as well. As kind audio. of. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's mostly an audio experience and then we're going to have uh, a second channel where we're going to have some things going up. Like uh, we're going to try and animate some of the conversations. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like headspace um, sort of animations. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's an exciting project. It's been like, taking a lot longer than we expected. Like you think doing a podcast, I mean, depends what, you know, what you're trying to do. But for us, we, we've just been so stuck on like, how do we do something that's, that that's different? How do we do something, think something that we feel good about? Mm-hmm. And uh, like, what's going to be the theme? Like, how do we, how do we do this in a meaningful way? And this is with the podcast or just things in general, ideas things in general. In, I would say things in general, uh, but also with the podcast. Um, I think we've just been having a little bit harder time finding direction 
with exactly what it is that we're trying to do with uh, the podcast or just w- general, I would say. Really? Dude, that's crazy because it's like, you guys obviously are doing, you know what you're, it seems like right. you know what you're doing, but <clears throat> we had this conversation before. It's like always evolving. Yeah. I'll never forget one time we were right outside here. Huh. This was like three years ago or something okay. when the 24 hour, do you remember this? The 24 hour challenge was super it was like the trend. It was the oh, thing okay. everyone, yeah, yeah. and everyone was fucking doing it. And it was like the thing to do. And people were hopping on the trend, blowing up and whatever. Yeah. And I think it was after you and I went surfing and we were talking about it. And you said like, it was something, do you know, do you remember, do you remember this? I it was something so. along the lines of like, you're like, we don't want to just hop on that and ride that trend because it's not sustainable. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you, you acknowledge the fact that you knew you could do that and get a shitload of subscribers and views in that moment, mm. but it wasn't a sustainable thing. And I think of that all the time. Like, like what I'm doing right now, like we're trying to build this and starting, you yeah. know, we're doing our vlogs and stuff. And it's like, it's a long thing. It's a long process. And yeah. there are trends that I could do. I could go, we could, you know, talk to a porn star and get her on the podcast and like get right. a bunch of views because she's got big milky titties and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, do we want to do, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. So I, it, it is uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. That was a, that's really good. It's good to stay true to yourself and like and the acknowledging direction the f- that yeah. you, that you want to take things and yeah. not just, you know, sell out to little trends here and there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's always a, a push and pull kind of situation. And we're trying to, we've reached a point where we need like a new evolution a little bit. Yeah. You know, like every, every six months or once a year, we kind of reach a point where we need to take a step up. We need to like, cause whenever we feel like we're just, that's where you're at now. Yeah. Is that because of the whole coronavirus no, thing? No, it was or? happening before. Right. Do you think the podcast is that next thing? It's a part of it. Absolutely. Um, I think the, it's more about, figuring out like what is it exactly that we want out of this like we have a obviously we know what we want yes theory to look like in the future but i don't think we're exactly clear on how we want to get there and like what kind of what do you want it to look like in the future yeah so for us the the and has it been evolving because it must have it must be evolving because yeah it's you know absolutely uh i mean the 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 main goal with with yes theory is at, at the center of it it's community it's just building a, a like a worldwide community of people that 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 all gravitate towards the the same like idea or principles, I guess. Um, and uh, our um, what we've been trying to do more recently is like really highlighting like what does that look like in a, if if you were to describe the objective in a sentence, like what does that what does that sound like, and what are the what are the different projects and businesses or ideas that we want to pursue that are going to allow all of these things to happen. Uh, Cause the goal is we don't want yes theory to just be a YouTube channel. Uh, we want yes theory to be, uh, to be accessible to, to people, no matter the age, no matter the, the, the preference for how they, uh, how they live or consume content. Uh, so we want it to be a podcast. We want it to be a book. We want it to be a series of apps and projects. We want it to be board games. We want it to be, uh, physical spaces that people can interact with around the world. Um, at what point are you like, okay, we got it because right now you're like, you want a global community and you have that, right? you know? So is it a number or is it a feeling or is it like just a general sense of we're satisfied or is it like, we want to make 10 movies and we want to have a board game and we want to have an app and then that's it. It's probably like you have a series of objectives <laughs> and you just hit one at a time until you're like, we've done them all. Right. But it won't, but, but you probably will never get there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it, that's a good question. 
um, I don't know if we really have in our minds like what is the the because the, the the goal is to make it a, a thousand year project. That's like what we often talk about. What it's like it? how do we make this live beyond? Oh, uh, right, way beyond us. Uh, so not the, me because I'm gonna fucking live. About a thousand. About a thousand, yeah. You'll die. You'll die. You'll die. I I swear to God, I don't have, I keep uh, coughing for people that can't hear, but everybody can hear. (laughs) And uh, you're six feet. You're six feet. (laughs) I have coronavirus. (laughs) Um, I think the, the, we'll know that we've gotten there when we truly feel like we can. Uh, if we step away, like if we stop making videos, for example, um, this will still continue to function. Do you want, okay. But is that something you want? Cause a lot of times you see that and it, it, someone else takes over cause there's always gonna have to be somebody in charge and right. it doesn't work. A lot of the times it's like the legacy is there because it did end. Right. Interesting. So what do you see that as in terms of it, it working when you guys step away? Just the community continues to... Yeah, I guess on. I guess you know the, the the dream in that scenario would be there is access to physical spaces around the world. There oh, are a series of other like affiliated, you know, there, there's a Yes Theory festival. There, there's like yeah, right. just the, the the idea and and philosophy is still accessible to people, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't doesn't rely. It doesn't mean that the I think the goal is to always continue having the videos, but not making sure that if the videos don't exist, that then. Right. Then yes, theory doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we want it to feel um there's a great book by Nassim Taleb called Anti Fragile. Have you heard of it? Read I've it? heard of it. Yeah. Um and and it's it's all about he the whole book he he talks a lot about pandemics too and about just like how fragile the, the just the world economy is. Mm-hmm. Um and and the way he describes it is like uh one example he uses a lot is uh forest fires. Uh like forest fires uh, you know, in prevention, you like start them. There's some, right? Like it's like a preventative thing. You start them, but in a very controlled way so that you burn some of the dry stuff. And then, um, and when you, over time, avoid forest fires so much, it's going to lead to one day there just being a freaking massive forest fire. Like what happened in Australia, what happened here in Malibu. Um, and uh, what, similarly in our way, what we want to make sure is that like there isn't, one big thing that if that falls, then everything right. falls. Um, and so, you know, that's why we put, we got kind of stuck a little bit on the podcast because we were like, well, what if we didn't have an audience already? Like, how could we make a podcast that could exist without people needing to know Yes Theory to be interested? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, someone just flushed the toilet. I didn't build this house properly. <laughs> is that, what is that? I don't know. I've actually never heard that. Okay, Good timing, so it's a ghost. <laughs> Perfect. Apropos, we'll just wait for it to pass. There's probably gonna be an edit here. All right. That was interesting. All right, and we're back. We're back. Um, <clears throat> I have a. What were you gonna say? No, go for it. Um. So hey, hey. <laughs> oh my god, Cam. <laughs> you guys have a sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back, baby. We're rocking and rolling. Someone dropped a hot well, deuce in the bathroom and it flushed through the pipes. Cam or. Tommy, you're up there, and you're probably listening to this after it airs. And thanks for dropping the poop. <laughs> What's interesting about you guys asking me all these questions is like, a part of me knows some of the answers, and another part of me is like, damn. The the, the problem is that we don't have the exact same answers. Like, because I was trying to think, what would Amar, what would Matt say? And I think each of us have a variation 
uh, of a similar answer, but that still is different. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds I mean? like you would, you all of you guys would agree that you want the community to live on after you guys right. are done yep. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and what I was going to ask or the follow up with that is like, what is, so you have this overarching dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want the ecosystem to live on. What is the first step in the short term to get there? Like you have this podcast. Yep. Is that the next move? That and you a second, see? You just second channel. Is that a thing? That yeah. Is, okay. Yeah. So you're starting a second channel. Yep. So you are making these steps exactly. in a certain direction, but that's, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's growing it. Right. Yep. And that's, that's the goal. Yep. But at what point are you able to remove yourself or is is that the goal? Or are those things contributing to you able to remove yourself someday? Yeah. So that, that those are great questions. Cause it's, um, the, the great thing about the podcast is it, it gives us a new avenue to, to kind of discuss the message of seeking discomfort and how to implement it into your life, but it still needs us to be there. Right. So what we're thinking about now is like, yeah, what are, uh, potential projects that, that that can exist that don't need us to 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 function basically why so you, oh, sorry. sorry go for it well why don't why not why not just you're a producer then produce exactly uh, yeah. you know you put your name on it yeah. <clears throat> you so, even other creators start right. producing other creators yeah. you know like other podcasts things like that so i think that that's the question is what is the direction because there are so many people have said like oh you should start um you know a girl uh version of the yes theory youtube channel you know because it's a very Gross. different experience uh you should start a hispanic one like where you have like you know a group of friends that are like somewhere in south or central america yeah. yeah and so th- there's so many different possibilities and what we need to do is decide what is the next one because you can pursue all of them but you also need to decide which one you want yeah, yeah. it's kind of like uh, knock one out at a time exactly and so one of our goals initially this year was to kind of really set the tone for what yes live looks like and then eventually bit by bit start to build the brand of that and see like would people be interested in yes live events where they can all interact with the community and then progressively potentially reach a day where we don't go to the yes lives anymore. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. they're just like Tony Robbins, I think has a whole bunch of affiliate events, you know what I mean? Like, and, and he, he's still able to, to give people the value that he's able to, to give, but he's not at all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and bit by bit that just creates a, a stronger infrastructure. And it also allows the, the philosophy and the message of seeking discomfort and the community to feel stronger and more connected. Cause like, People message us and they're like, oh man, like, you know, I want to come meet you or I don't have friends in my area like to do this with, like, I don't know what to do, whatever, whatever. And what we want is to make sure that every single person that has a desire to, to get out of their comfort zones or to change their life in a meaningful way can find a group of friends to, to, to do that mm-hmm. with. And also know, like have the set of tools that they can have to, to achieve that. So we have, we by no means, um, we're not trying to create like a, a, you know, a Bible for people to follow, but we're trying to like a Torah. Yeah. Huh? What's that? You're trying to create a, the Torah. What's, What's another? You know, religious. I'm not very religious. <laughs> oh shit. We're gonna have to cut this. This is heavily Christian based. <laughs> it's a Christian. <laughs> hey dude, this I'm is also, hey, dude, hey dude, this is a motherfucking Christian pod. This is a Christian <laughs> podcast, dude. Well, yeah. I grew up in also in France and Sweden, so I probably I might know the word in French or Swedish, but I, I, don't, hey, I don't. hey, we don't care at all. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Dakota and I just get super offended. Yeah, and then what leave? You yeah. know I'm religious. Dude. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I have a fucking huge cross and a star of David on my chest <laughs> next yeah. to each other. As a matter of fact. Golden Bible. <laughs> Pull out a golden Bible. Um, 
So the live events are maybe like killing two birds with one stone. They're the most accessible thing that you can offer to people. And you guys can, it's maybe the first thing that you guys might be able to step away from. Potentially. But now with coronavirus, everything got canceled. So now it's like, okay, did you have another one set up? We had four. Yes. Live set up. We had four in LA. No, in, uh, uh, the cities we had narrowed it down to was Toronto, London, uh, New York city, and uh, I think Berlin. I don't think we had fully locked in the last one. Over the span of how long? Uh, it was going to be over the summer. Um, Four in one summer? Yeah. And Holy you guys f- were going to be involved in those? Yeah, we were going to be at all of those. Right. And the idea was just like, let's build the brand of Yes Live. We were only going to be a, you know, a small portion of them, just like the, the Yes Live here. There was a whole bunch of other guests. Because um, what we realized is like, I mean, we can, you know, I think people... And our audience are obviously interested to to, to see us speak, uh, which is great. But there are so many incredible friends and like mentors that we have uh, that that would be equally or even way more interesting to listen to than we are, because um, those are the people that inspire us. So our idea was like, what if we create an event with very curated guests of people that have completely shaped our thinking that can go and, and directly talk to our audience. Um, yeah, I'll show up. Sweet. Thanks. Man. You were going to invite. Well, that's what you were. Yeah. You, were you were just, you were, yeah. you were pretty much giving a bio of me. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to. So you? funny. Why is your voice getting really high? Huh? Your voice is super high right now. Uh, I don't think so. It does seem a little higher. <clears throat> higher than normal with what it was 10 <clears throat> seconds and your ago. Faces, your expressions and your face are changing as, a, as opposed to a couple seconds ago. They weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, um, moving on, moving on. Do you have, cause the yes live events there, uh, you're like, you're like very storyteller hit driven. Mm-hmm. Like you're the storyteller guy. Yep. <clears throat> Are you able to put that into the yes live events? Is there any like story element to it mm. or what other stuff are you going to do to, you know, stretch or uh, flex that story muscle? Or do you want to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me right now I'm leaning as we're expanding these different projects, um, we're all realizing like we have to get better at like kind of dividing responsibilities because for a while we've just kind of decided on everything together. And we're now reaching a point where there's too many projects for us to decide on everything all together. And it's not like democracy has served us really well, but th- there is an element where we need to be more efficient with certain things. And for me, one of the things that I'm just going to continue to focus more heavily on is uh, like our presence on YouTube is going to be mainly my priority. And mm-hmm. Amar's main, not main priority, but uh, individual priority will be um, uh, Sea Discomfort. Uh, he's extremely passionate about building Sea Discomfort. Um, and so he's been working a lot with Brian, our new CEO that we hired for. Shout out, Brian. Uh, shout, shout out, Brian. Brian. I uh, work hey, with Brian. Nice. Yeah, you do. I build. Dakota is in the behind the scenes of Oh yeah, of Sea Discomfort as well. And I work at the merchandising agency that... Uh, Run Seek Discomfort with yeah, Brian. That is true. Shout what's out. up? Shout out, Brian. Shout out, Brian. Hook it up with some merch. Brian. <laughs> Hook it up, Brian. <laughs> and uh, and Matt is uh, primarily wants to focus on on these new, like how do we create, like what are the the potential other projects that can exist that don't involve us? So kind of like the almost more, not experimental, but like the the the, the new businesses that or, or projects that can be that can be born. Um, some won't be businesses and will just be projects that can benefit the community. Like we're working on a hundred days of uh, sweat app 
uh, that can help people keep track of their workouts mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, that'll probably be a free or like freemium thing where you can get it for free, all of it. And then you can pay an extra thing yep. to get workouts or like a, a coach or whatever. Freemium. Freemium model. That's a good use of word. Freemium is a good word. <clears throat> um, how has the coronavirus like lockdown thing, what has it done to your creativity? Mm. Cause it's, it's done. It's so, it's, it's hard to be creative right now. For it me. is. Yeah. For you it is. Oh yeah. Mm. I feel like, well, it's done two things. <clears throat> One, it's like, it's, you're not experiencing anything. So it's mm. and meeting other people. And so it's hard to, you know, make your creative juices flow or whatever juices flow. <laughs> That's a little grotesque. Um, but it's also done a thing where it's like put everything in a filter and it's just like filtered out all the bullshit in your life. And it's just kind of left what you really are interested in and care about. Mm. And so it kind of like, it's, you're refinding things that you really actually care about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm curious. That's, that's really interesting. Um, the first two weeks I was honestly like grieving over all the ideas that were just like scratched because mm-hmm. my, what's up, Matt? Hey Matt, what's going on? What's going on? We'll probably have to cut this out. You can come in. <laughs> hey Matt, Matt, why are you completely naked right now? It's nothing. <laughs> really? It looks like something. You look extremely casual. Down here. I'm sorry. You wanted to what? Huh? You wanted to talk to Thomas? Well, yeah, I wanted to show him something, but. Oh, well, you're showing it to us now. You're you're naked and shaved. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we're keeping that in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, so the projects that you had coming up, you're grieving. Yes, my responsibility the past six months has been like trying to get us to figure out months ahead of time what we want to make, because the whole thing about like. Uh, deciding every week what we're shooting was amazing when we all lived together and all we're doing is videos. But we kind of reached, you know, a level of maturity last year where we're like, we need to know more than a week ahead of time what yeah. we're filming. Like, and it's also inefficient. And there was an ang- another angle, which is like kind of, you know, not environmentally friendly to fly half across the world to film one thing and then coming yeah. back. And then two weeks later flying to a similar area. You know, like it just adds up to, one just tiredness and like burnout just in terms of energy levels and mm-hmm. two also just efficiency um and environmentally it just was not good and so uh, my goal was like how can we just create a, an efficient system of brainstorming so we can come up with ideas every single week and then how can i organize those in a, in a flow uh that that functions and so i had all the way until pretty much June, fully organized. Like every week we knew what we were filming, where we were going. We had plane tickets booked in for the first month uh, to Europe, like going to uh, Ireland, uh, going to uh, all over the UK and then to Paris. Um, and then everything got scratched. Wow, damn. Um, which I mean, like everyone, everyone's plans got messed up. So, yeah. you know, it's it's like a... Sometimes I also I'm realizing like it could be way worse, but I had cared a lot about that project and getting everything ready. So the first few weeks I was just so demoralized. I was like, I don't want to make anything. Like I just like, what are we gonna do now? Like locked inside. Like it's just gonna be, it's just so limiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now I'm kind of getting back into it, and we're brainstorming, and we're kind of coming up with ideas that we feel like are exciting that we could do with the restrictions. Uh, give, give us an example. So we're gonna be uh, we're gonna make an episode where we uh, 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 the idea is pitching YouTubers horrible collab ideas. 
Oh, that's funny. So we're going to like call Logan Paul and call Mr. Beast and all these people on FaceTime. And uh, like, let's say I call Mr. Beast right on FaceTime and I'm, on, I'm at, sitting here and I don't know what collab I'm pitching him mm. while I'm calling him. Mm-hmm. And then they t- show me with signs, oh. you know, kind of like an impractical joker say, yeah. setup. And Mr. Beast doesn't know. And, and he will have, have no up. idea. Yep. And I'm going to have to, they're going to reveal to me what the idea is on the spot. And I'm going to have to. We got some background noise. We got rats in the walls. Someone's dropping a hot load again. Maybe it wasn't that hot. All right, we're good. Yeah, you guys got something going on. Dude, if you guys have podcasts in this room. <laughs> but it never happened during the, it's really bizarre. Um, <coughs> we need a foreman. <laughs> Call back. Um, I could fix that. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. Holes. What's I that? could fix that. I can fix that. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Holes with Shia LaBeouf? No. And oh a bitch God. with crooked teeth and red hair, and she's fucking attractive. <laughs> so good looking. Oh, yeah. my. That's one of the best movies ever. Anyway. <laughs> Mr. Beast. <laughs> Mr. Beast. So you're pitching ideas to Mr. Mr. Beast. Yeah. All right. We're going to pause. Okay. So horrible collab ideas. You're probably, if you're listening right now, you're probably hearing some edits because, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in this building. Um, yeah. So the idea is that. Uh, the horrible idea is going to be revealed on the spot and, and, and it's going to be an idea that's realistic enough to, to be real, but it's so bad and you're going to have to explain it somehow. Um, and the, the goal is to try and get, you know, potentially one out of the, maybe the three people that you call to actually believe that that was a real pitch mm-hmm. and you have to hang up. And then you go through with it. And then probably not. But I mean, if somebody says yes, could be a really funny follow up. Right. Like to actually go do it, you know, right, but right, right. it depends what it is. Um, but just, we're, so we're going to have to brainstorm like what are some horrible collab ideas. And then I think it's just going to be so funny to, it's going to be so cringy and awkward. Oh, too, it's going to be call. so cringy. Yeah. But do you guys, uh, that's awesome. So you're doing that one? Yeah. Next week, I think. So, so are your videos more sporadic now because of all the shit that's happening? Yeah. Cause you just came out the video yesterday. You normally don't. Right? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a little bit, um, is frequent, does frequency matter too? Or a consistency on the certain yeah. day on specific days? Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. And we haven't been keeping that up. Why does that matter for you, for your fans or the algorithm on YouTube? Both, but mostly algorithm. Really? Yeah. Okay. It just rewards consistency. Yeah. But it hurts a channel more to, post multiple episodes in a row that your audience just doesn't care about than it does to not post at all so Mm. what we're kind of coming to terms with is like we've been forcing ourselves to shoot certain ideas or on weeks where we just don't have time just to get something out Mm -hmm. especially this year when we were trying to balance the podcast we had a bunch of like behind the scenes talks like business stuff going on that we had to deal with and um it just didn't give us much time to to shoot like we just kind of like squeezed uh, we had to just like figure out ideas that we can do in a day or two. And, uh, the, the problem with that is, uh, uh, the videos don't come out great and the audience over time just kind of gets like antsy and they're mm-hmm. like not getting what they, what they initially came for. And so what I'm trying to do now is just kind of reconnect with our creativity and, and, uh, what got us here in the first place. And then looking ahead, just thinking about what, how do we want to evolve? Um, and then trying to create a plan for how we can just smash it when everything goes back to normal. What's the plan with your guys' second channel? And when are you starting that? So the goal with, we kind of had this. What's it going to uh, be called? It's going to be called Yes Theory Plus. 
Oh, cool. Nice. Pretty cool, right? Like Disney, you're going to have Mickey Mouse on? Exactly. Mickey Mouse is our first collab. Really? Yeah. Him and the Mandalorian? I thought he died. And the Mandalorian's going to come and slice Mickey Mouse's head off? Yep. The bounty hunter? Yeah. He could. It's a 15-second episode. Yeah. And Disney didn't approve of it at all. No, but we're saying it's sponsored by Disney. You're saying it's sponsored by <laughs> Disney Plus, and you're going to get a cease and desist letter. Yep. And then what you guys are going to do is just fucking double down. Yeah. <laughs> and make a second Part one. two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, where, so that's the plan. Yeah. Where Darth Vader comes in and just tears Minnie Mouse's body apart. Yep. It's going to be sick. It is going to be good. I think the fans are going to like it. Yeah. And at that point, Disney will be like, all right. Here's some money. It's, here's money. It's, yeah. Yeah. They'll just here's 14 pay million. That was. <laughs> Pretty fucking sick. <laughs> Make a series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Launched on Disney Plus. Um, no, the, the, the goal with um, the Yes Theory Plus is to uh, to have a place where we can do some of the, the, the lighter videos that especially lean into just our friendship. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the Yes Theory's main channel, um, again, like we haven't fully decided what we want that to look like, but the... That's so funny because you guys are, you, you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But What's so, funny? Well, you don't know what it's supposed to look like, but like you had, you have five million subs. You're like, yeah, doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's weird. It's uh, we have moments, you know, where we feel like we arrived and we feel like we're there and we're rolling, and then there's moments when you're like, damn, what what are we making? You know, do we want to keep doing this? Do we, how do how do we change it? How do we evolve? Mm -hmm. uh, what's the direction we want to go? And when there's multiple of you deciding, like it's natural that it's a little more. You know, you have yeah. to you have to discuss and, and figure that out. And you can tell the videos you guys make have def yeah have changed over time, which yeah. is not not I'm not saying it's bad. It's just yeah, you guys evolve for sure. Yeah, and I think the the, the Yes Theory Plus is really gonna be like content that the especially like the core Yes Fam community wants. You know, like more games, more like um, maybe vlogs and just like stuff that's lighter that brings people yeah. into our lives. Yeah, Mar was um, saying it's it's like. I mean, I don't know if it's changed now, but he said it was to be like vlogs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's just stuff that we're not expecting like, you know, the majority of our audience to be interested in, uh, but it is stuff that we want to make and it is stuff that uh, it's just going to allow us to have a, a, a faster conversation with our audience as well. Because like right now we're, we're not in the best, we haven't been, we're doing much better now, but we haven't been in the best headspace the past few months and we haven't been able to communicate that because the videos are what they are. You know what I mean? Like it's, we haven't allowed ourselves to like really lean into uh, uh, the community. And so we've ended up having like one foot in one foot out, you know, mm -hmm. where we make videos that we know are for the community, but then we go back to trying to do s stuff that's not. And then, so it's not really clear. Like we had a period where it was very clear what we wanted the main channel to look like. And now it's a little more like it's been a m bit more up in the air in terms of strategy and direction, mm -hmm. uh, which is really bizarre. And like for, for me, like, being um, super invested. I mean, we all are super invested in the main channel, but like having been the, the most invested in YouTube specifically for like such a big portion of my life um, in terms of like having watched it since I'm like a kid, it's it's just like, I, I, I'm, I really want, I guess I, 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 I love trying to figure out cracking the code of YouTube. Like how do we continue in a direction that, that feels exciting and fulfilling for us while also uh, playing the game, I guess, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, you have to decide at one point what it is that you want to do. Um, and uh, I think we're at a, at a little bit of a crossroads where we have this desire to make content that is going to be fulfilling and exciting for the core community. Um, and then 
also make content that is a little more broader of a scope. Uh, and I think splitting those up rather than trying to put them all in the same bucket is just going to allow us to have more freedom and just allow us to like have less debates and discussions that just go and feel like they go in circles sometimes. Um, and I think it's going to be really exciting. I think the, the future looks bright. I think it's just about when there's multiple of you and we're five years in now, basically it's, you just have a, you need a, a point of reset, mm-hmm. you know, a point of like, okay, this is what we want. This is what the main channel is going to look like. In 2018, we started the year with 600,000 subscribers. Um, and the month before we had gone from 300,000 to 600,000 basically. So like end, that end of 2017. So we basically had a moment where we sat down and we realized, okay, we have to prioritize ideas. Like it has to be the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have to try and find a format that works for Yes Theory. Because for a while we were doing, um, and I think that's natural when a channel is starting, like even your YouTube channel, like you experiment, right? One is a vlog, one is a freaking like almost documentary style edit. One is like someone talking to the camera. Like you, you mix it up to see what works. Um, and we had kind of dabbled with our format and the type of ideas uh, that, that that were working, but we hadn't leaned into it. And at the end of 2017, we just sat down and we were like, okay, we pretty much know what our bread and butter is. Like, let's like double down on that. And at that point, you'd been making videos for two years? 2017, yeah. About almost two and a half years when we really like sat down and mm-hmm. like agreed that this is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually met Charlie, uh, who was 2 Chains manager mm-hmm. back then. and he's, Charlie Jabley. Yeah. And he... Uh, he really pushed the the whole thing about like you need hits, like you need a hit, you need a hit, and you need like continuous hits. Uh, and so did our mentor Tom Wright. Um, he sat us down and just like just drilled us on like the 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 direction we needed to pursue. And like as soon as we fully leaned into that, um, which was what leaned into um like is there a video example you're like this is the one that came out and it like popped off it's just a series if you look at at the end of what we were uploading in 2017 um and then we did a a trip to europe where we did matt went to to rome uh you know on that blind date we did uh uh, saying yes to everything we started the instagram followers control our lives trend on youtube yeah Uh, we challenged will smith um it just started like this wild streak you know like asking strangers to throw a party at their house asking strangers to go skydiving like all of these like all our formats that became like staple for us for a while like just came out like we just had a six month streak of creativity that Mm -hmm. was just like bonkers and it shot the subscriber account way up yeah and And so what what allowed those videos to be brought into fruition was it just sitting down and prioritizing coming out with ideas and like really really good ideas or yeah yeah we just keeping creativity as the top yeah priority ideas as top priority and so we sat down and we were like every week we have to brainstorm and we have to be much more selective with the type of videos that we decide to shoot um selective meaning uh more like specific on what you're choosing yeah just not running and gunning with whatever it is that we want to do that day kind of vibe it's like okay let's come up with ideas that's where we're kind of at right now it's kind of like what can we come up with but that's fine i think and we're kind of transitioning out of that and i think i mean that just shows you that all creators maybe mainly on youtube that's like the direction that you have to go because it's production value for one thing which just takes a long time to pull off yeah and it's I mean, you have to have a, a full-on concept and you can't come up with that super quick. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, when we leaned into that, we went from 
2018 we went from so the goal became that year let's try and hit 10 million subscribers from 600,000 to 10 million that was like our behind the scenes goal um and it was obviously incredibly tied to the community and we were not willing to compromise our integrity for that but it's like within the parameters that we know we want to abide by and within the you know wholesome content that we want to make sure we consistently deliver how can we get to 10 million and that's what that was 10 million that was just a goal of an eventual goal it wasn't like let's get 10 million within this year the goal was 10 million this year well it was extremely aggressive and that was charlie jabbily the two chains manager who told us that because we were saying like yeah our goal is a million He's like, a million? Like, mm. you're going to hit a million. Go for 10. And I remember the moment he told me that. And I was like, at first I was like, wait, is he insane? Like, there, it's literally like nobody's done it. But then I was like going from 600,000 to 10 million just didn't add up. And we, I mean, we didn't hit it. Like, it wasn't a realistic goal. But it just completely changed the focus, right? Like, if your idea is I have mm. to hit 10 million, well, we have to challenge the biggest movie star in the world to do something then. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if your goal is that large... Like your ideas become even larger. Mm-hmm. And um, what's that saying? It's like if you're going to shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you're still going to hit some stars. Shoot for the stars, you're going to land on the moon. That's it. I think that's it. <laughs> shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you shoot for the stars, you land on the moon. Neil Armstrong. Nothing with Neil Armstrong. <laughs> he did steroids. <laughs> did he? Lance Armstrong. Neil, Neil Armstrong oh, is the one Neil with the one. Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Armstrong is the one with one ball. Lance Armstrong, Lance Armstrong Lance is the one with one ball. Yeah. And then Neil, Neil Armstrong the is the one that set one foot on the moon. Our grandma actually got his autograph. She did. Wow. Because she went to high school with the one, other, one of the other guys that was in the ship with him. Wow. Yeah. And then, then there's, there's also a saxophone, Armstrong, right? His first name is saxophone? Yeah. Or there's another guy. What's his, what's his first name? <laughs> Wait, what? Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. He plays the saxophone. Oh, oh. His first, his first name is not saxophone. saxophone I no. call him that. His first name is drum set. <laughs> and he plays the saxophone. Drum set Armstrong. This is getting Inception. <laughs> the, what were we talking about? It was really... No, 10 million. Yeah, right, so you right, say, right. Yeah, so you're shooting for something big, yeah. um, which was great. It changed the dynamic on the way so you were So your thinking. goals for get sure. even bigger, yeah. Yeah. even but, if it's unrealistic. But what we realized at the end of that year, we were like, we just didn't, we felt kind of shallow. Like we pretty quickly realized like, wait, do we actually want 10 million? Subs- like, is that really the goal? Like, because c- it changes the the dynamic and it changes the kind of ideas that we allowed ourselves, ourselves to pursue. And I think it was a little too aggressive in the direction of growth, mm-hmm. which for all of us was not really what we wanted. We It took us a little bit of time to, to realize that. Right, um, when you're just focused on the numbers. Yeah, when we passed like a million and then we got to two and we're kind of like, huh, like that was too... Two million, but like it doesn't. It didn't feel like yes. This is exactly what right. We like you need like the soul of it. Exactly, still. you need to remember yeah. what the meaning exactly. is about. Yeah, and so that that's so honestly since that point we just haven't. So, I've got someone washing their hands again. I think it's the neighbor. They just have massive diarrhea. Sorry about the diarrhea, Sorry. boys. I know you're trying to do pod. <laughs> He had a hot load of Chipotle last night. I am lactose as fuck. <laughs> There's someone that keeps going um, number two and blowing their brain, blowing their, not brains, but blowing their ass out in the bathroom upstairs. <laughs> and we can hear every sound of it. So there's going to be a few edits. But um, I can't really remember what exactly. I think we were talking about the, just the, how the goal of 10 million eventually just realized yeah. that it's just not complete. 
And I actually had a pretty wild epiphany literally 10 minutes before you guys got here. Really? Wow. Where I was like, spit it. Okay, we've been trying to make, like, Yes Theory has a goal. And we all know that Yes Theory isn't the only thing that, or the YouTube channel isn't the only thing that we want Yes Theory to be. But we've made the goal, we've tried to figure out what's the goal for Yes Theory and need that to be the goal for the main channel. But Yes Theory should have its, its goal. And then the YouTube channel is just one of the projects that we do within that goal. Right. And so, but, but Yes Theory, because it is bigger than, than the YouTube channel, you know, the, because the, the challenge is like, how do you set a goal on a YouTube channel without it being like metrics? Like there needs to be something that's measurable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if community is the goal, how do you measure community? You know what I mean? Like, is it the, the activeness on our Facebook page? But then making videos doesn't really contribute to that. Then figuring out, you know, challenges for the audience or physical spaces or, you know, all of these other things make more sense. Um, and so I think Yes Theory is main goal should be community but the youtube channel's main goal should maybe be you know growth or creativity or ideas or whatever and then the the facebook page and the second channel and the podcast and the newsletter and the book and the, all these other projects can contribute to the community you know what i mean right mm -hmm. yeah but maybe the 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 youtube channel's main goal remains being like the 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 gateway to the world and then everything else is is what follows uh, and and all of those things combined accomplishes the main goal for Yes Theory. Yeah, they all contribute to the, yeah. or they all have a facet that contributes to a community. And I think, exactly, and I think having these new projects is going to allow us to be able to lean into that space because we won't feel like, yes, the only thing that Yes Theory does is the YouTube channel. And, and because in our minds, it's never been that way. Um, but I think what was difficult is like okay if the goal we've all felt like the goal for yes theory should be community should be like giving people space and giving people um the tools they need to pursue self-improvement um and so when we make videos like you know spending four days in an airport we're like how does that tie into our goal of building community how does that possibly tie into that or how you know fake justin bieber burrito prank like how does that fit into that at all um and it it doesn't fulfill that goal what it does fulfill is it's it's a viral video that still fits under our our, our theme um, that brings in an audience that can then go through you know if they're interested for more can go in and participate in the community. Mm -hmm. um, I also feel like it's also <clears throat> the way you kind of spin it too. So if you do something that is a little bit not community oriented, just having you guys and friends in the video is maybe even more is just as much or more fulfilling mm -hmm. toward that goal of community. Yeah. You know, yeah. because that like when I, I used to watch like Jackass, we all used to watch like Jackass and like, you know, shows where like people would get together and just mess around with their friends that made you want to create your own community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it is interesting just now as we're maturing and as we're trying to think about just how do we expand? Cause you know, there's some people that just keep doing YouTube and, and never really branch out of it. And then they just quit and start something else. And that's like, that to me would be, oh my God. Wow. Well, this is going to be interesting for our season two of our podcast because <laughs> this is our podcast set. Oh, damn. Have you been doing the podcast in here so yeah. far? Wow. And we never, the only problems we've had is like, uh, you know, um, trucks driving by right. that are really loud or like motorcycles that are yeah. fucking, that are like so loud. 
What were we just talking about? I don't want to forget that. Uh, community, like involving community in your videos. Yeah. You were just, what were you just, you were just saying, um, Yeah, I was talking about like actually having friends in it and you guys oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So there's this, by the way, this Absolutely. is going to be riddled with edits because there's, you know, a lot of things happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think the, the friendship element is, is a whole part of, um, just even showing people like how we treat each other. You know what I mean? I think it can adds, adds to the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I think once we fully clarify what is our bigger picture, um, everything is going to flow so much more easily. And this is something that Matt has been very eager to do for a while. But it's tough when you're in a little bit in the, the rat race of, um, of making weekly videos yeah. to like stop and discuss. Like feels sometimes like a waste of time when in fact like it actually ends up saving you a lot of time and, and strain in the long term. And so what we're going to do... Um, Matt has been eager to... Just sit down and really clarify. Like, like, yeah, you. what are the goals? Yeah. And because it just hasn't been very clear since we decided that 10 million subscribers is like, we're like, this is not, we don't want to chase this. Because like, you'll get there and it'll just have, it'll be the same feeling as 1 million subscribers. Right. You're exactly. Get there regardless. Exactly. So if you do that, compromising your integrity, it's, you're going to feel even worse, right? right? And more disconnected. So it's important that all the other things happen as well. So it has to be like 10 million cannot be the goal. It can be one of the goals um, just because it points you in the direction of like, okay, you know, we want to pursue creativity and growth and we want to pursue consistency and all of those things. But it, there's no chance that that makes sense for Yes Theory to have that as their main goal. Um, and so, yeah, just clarifying all of these things is like our next our next challenge. And I think it's going to be a really cool cool phase. I think I'm, I'm feel, I feel very optimistic. It's just sometimes scary to be in, it's like discomfort of uncertainty. You know, it's like, I like to have clarity. I like to have like solid ground under my feet. And there is genuine fear and discomfort and not knowing where you're really going. And just, you just have to have like confidence and faith that you you are going to align and it is going to line up exactly the way it's supposed to. And any, you know, difficult conversations that we're having now um, are just conducive to getting us closer to that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Every conversation that we've had has ended up with, ended up, you know, on the other side with a, a great insight or breakthrough and how we want to operate. Um, and now it's just about like really leaning into that and, and clarifying like, what are the goals? What are the objectives? And then how do we align and then divide and conquer to make sure that we operate as mm-hmm. efficiently as possible? This also sounds like sounds like a really um, common thing that anybody at this mm-hmm. level of growth would go through. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's good that you guys are thinking about these things. Yeah. And it's it's normal. It's probably normal that you guys were focused on growth so heavily at first because you had to get there. Yeah. But as long as you don't keep focusing on growth and yeah. keep feeling unfulfilled, yeah. it's just it's normal that, you know, you got to this point and now you have to pivot and be like, All right, what was or is our goal? Yeah. And start focusing yeah. on that. There's a famous quote like, Why got you here won't get you there. Mm. Right. Which is really interesting. Like to get to to, to, to phase two to go from phase one to two requires one type of behavior mm-hmm. and then to go from two to three is is another that's why so many startups like the people that started the company they get pushed out sometimes yeah. or put in a different position not Be- yeah like once it becomes an actual legit thing it's hard to it's manage so different. it's different right? yeah yeah and, and now like we operate differently when we're like i mean for a while there was like a genuine anxiety and hunger over like like we need to make this 
financially feasible because like our right. visas rely on this on this uh like amar dropped out of school like this there was no backup plan like this was the plan so we like we, let's just make turn this into a thing that can sustain us like let's just make sure we can pay rent you know like yeah and, and that inevitably drives you to just like go hard yeah and then once you once you get there and you have financial stability it's like okay well you know do you have a little more luxury to ask like what do i want to make mm-hmm. uh, or what do i enjoy making and that's kind of like um where we're at now and i think it's just about redefining the yeah like what is the going to be the drive for mm. for the next phase and how do we make sure that it all lines up in a way that feels true and authentic to us yeah mm-hmm. um i do want to ask where the camera's about to run out of time uh but whenever i listen to an interview with somebody that's like established like they have their thing mm-hmm. you know like they've been doing it for five years or a hundred years or whatever, because I listen to a lot of people that are a hundred years old in their yeah. interviews. Oh. Um, I'm always interested in the advice they have for people when they're starting out. And a lot of times mm. you don't get that, you know, mm. it'll be like Daisy Ridley talking about, Oh yeah. And I was on the set of star Wars and I was with a lightsaber and me and JJ Abrams were making out. You guys know the interviews, mm-hmm. but you, it's, you don't really hear a lot about their start a lot or advice mm. that they would give to. And Part of this is me be wanting people that are starting a you like starting things out advice you give, and part of it is selfishly like giving us it, you know what we're doing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, I think I've been made, doing YouTube videos for like six months to a year consistently. Um. But right now I'm just like <clears throat> taking it more, not more serious. I've definitely been serious about it, but like I'm focusing more on what YouTube likes and what the people like. And it's half, I heard one of my favorite comics, Jans, uh, Anthony Jesselnick. He's like, try what you like and keep what they like. So you find that middle balance, mm. you know, you try the jokes you like, and then you keep the jokes that they like. Um, and so now I'm like really focusing on absolutely because you have to to grow it you have to grow grow it and i've always always have like a stubborn selfish thing in me where it's like i don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks and literally it's been taking a year for me to get over that to be like all right you know quit being such a a douche about it and like lean into a little bit about what other people want and then that's making me like oh shit i also like doing that right you know um so for growth yeah you know what are some suggestions I think the the first step, and this is so interesting because literally this morning I was talking to our mentor, Tom, and as I was telling him some of the issues we're having, he's like, well, do you want to be a pop band or do you want to be an indie band? Like you can make indie music that's going to appeal to a small audience or you can make pop hits. Mm-hmm. You have to decide. Like before you go any further, like that needs to be a very clear choice. Yeah. Um, and once you decide, like it doesn't mean that pop music can't have integrity, but if you're deciding to make pop music, you have to commit to that, right? Um, and I would say like when we truly leaned into, um, ideas, um, for YouTube specifically, it made such a huge difference. Like when we truly sat down every week and tried to come up with like 20 new ideas and we, we have like a voting system between us where we try and filter down, like what are the top ones? Mm -hmm. Uh, and we became very meticulous with what we chose. And there was also a period where we were filming and posting two to three videos a week. So it was pretty intense. Uh, but it allowed us to just have such a huge, um, like, uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, two sample three size a week is a lot. Yeah. We got such a huge sample size of what worked and what didn't and what we'd like to do and what we didn't. Were you afraid by posting that many videos that the quality of the videos was going to go down? Yeah. So it, they did go down a right, little bit. Yeah, of course. So there was definitely one of or two of them a week that would just flop, but yeah. it didn't matter at that rate because like we would just be back and running the next day. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so, uh, that's the neighbor's Porsche. Do you mind checking if that camera's still rolling? Cause I know it only had like 20 minutes left. Okay. We probably have like, yeah, a few minutes left. We just keep going. I don't think. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Um, and, uh, like I would say leaning into that and experimenting and then, um, it's, uh, experimenting a lot with the different sorts of videos, different sorts of videos, different ideas. Um, yeah. cause I think, and you and pivot a lot, right? Because what yeah, I was doing, I didn't, I didn't pivot quickly Yeah, or I haven't been, but now I am going yeah, to experiment. Cause in the beginning you don't know what's going to hit. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I started making YouTube videos with practical procrastination, which yeah, was like, right, I remember that. Yeah. It was uh, like comedy shows mixed with like uh, life hacks is what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. And then I did like, okay, I'm actually going to do after that. I did like some scripted skits mm -hmm. And then eventually pivoted towards Project 30 with Matt and Amar, which was 30 things we've never done before in 30 days. Mm -hmm. And then bit by bit, we kind of found our format. We found our formula. We were like, oh, okay, this works. Um, and we just really, really leaned into that. And it takes a little bit of like, you try, you try, you try, you try, and they're all like here. And then one just pops off. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you're like, holy shit, what was this? What happened to this one? Yeah. And then you do a few more. And like none of them like really pop off. And then you have one again that pops off and it's so different than the one that popped off before. And you're like, Oh wow. Okay. And then you, you know, eventually the, the space in between those get, get smaller and smaller. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's really hard to stay consistent with like great ideas and creativity, uh, especially with like the cadence that like the internet is asking for. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, Mr. Beast talks about that all the time. It's like you just lean into the the, the ideas. Mm -hmm. and for us, it's a two-sided objective of leaning into the ideas and make sure that the the people that are here as a part of the community feel very um, acknowledged and taken care of as well. Right. So it's like a two-sided objective for us. And I would say um, experiment, experiment as much as you can. Um, try a whole bunch of different things and uh, and just spend a lot of time brainstorming. Because otherwise... Like right. what, what was happening in the beginning is like when you don't actively sit down to think about ideas, you kind of come up with something. You're like, oh, it'd be kind of funny to like ask my neighbor to have dinner together. You know, it'd be a funny, like, that'd be cool. And then, but it's a really boring video. Like, but maybe in, because that's the only idea that you've had this week, you're like, oh, I'm going to make that. Mm -hmm. um, versus if you sit down for a few hours, like the lowest hanging fruit ideas are often like the worst like it takes a few hours of sitting down and scribbling and doing mind maps and typing things and like, uh, you know, maybe calling people, just trying to have diverse ways of coming up with new ideas to really come up with the the best ones. Right. And if you do it every week consistently, um, eventually over like a few weeks there, or a couple of months, there's going to be a few like bangers in there. Yeah. Um, and that just allows you to feed into everything else that you do. Uh, it allows you to have room to experiment and, and do the things that are maybe more for you. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's just like the, the pursuit of those, of those hits mm -hmm. is hard, but it is once you start to get, get, a, get in the rhythm of it and start to understand like how the internet works and, uh, and, and building a relationship with your audience. Um, at that point, like it's just growth is inevitable. Yeah. Great. Cool. This was good stuff, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This Thanks, was man. fun. Um, follow Thomas. I'm sure a lot of people listening are going to be yes theory people, but... <laughs>
some are not actually, which is the other day I was telling Dakota, I was like, it's actually kind of cool to have people that just like found you for you. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's what's been happening lately. And also comedy people on that whole thing. That's awesome. Um, all right. Oh, dude, my back needs how fucking do, popped. How do we end it? We can end this. Uh, I want to, we'll do this again at some point. This is awesome. That'd dude. be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. This was, this was awesome. Yeah. I have more. I, I, I have ask, so many more questions, but, but we got to stop. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to be, we'll we're going to be interrupted by someone having massive bouts of diarrhea. <laughs> um, all right. Dude, all right. This is great. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. Love you. Later. Cute butts. Pat.